picture, I want to um, uh, speak on a message that I title established in the days of famine. Established in the days of famine. What I'm trying to do tonight is to help you, to help me, us as believers, see that when things are difficult, when, when the whole land is going through a difficult time, when the whole company is going through a tough time, when the home is going through, or the, whatever, the uh, organization is going through a tough time, and you as a child of God are part of that organization, you must look for a great increase coming into your life during those times. I found from Scripture that God does more for His children in times of famine than other times. Because it becomes very clear. And we're going to be talking about that tonight. Holy Spirit, I just want to thank you for your presence tonight. Minister to us and give us understanding. Help us to hold fast to your word. And to hold fast to the faith that we have in God. That God cannot fail. And that you are true to your word. And that what your word says in the mouth of two or three witnesses... Let a matter be established. In other words, you want us to establish that in our hearts, that this is how our God works. This is who He is. And you will always come through for us. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, the thing that we really need to understand, uh, even though you don't wear a crown on your head as you walk around, and you don't have a, a throne to sit on, and it doesn't seem like you have a kingdom. God has made you a king on the earth. God has done that. He is not going to make you a king. He has already made you a king according to his word. Uh, Revelation chapter 5 verse 10 says, And I've made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on where? On the earth. He has made us kings and priests. Now, we as priests, we minister to God in spiritual things. But as kings, we are ministering to people. And serving people. Now, what you need to do, what I need to do, is to begin to think the way kings think. You understand what I'm saying? You have to, you, all of us will be, now, let's begin to think the way king, kings think. And until we begin to think the way kings think, God cannot fully accomplish what he wants to accomplish through our lives. Every one of us, kings and priests. There's a certain part of God's kingdom that is yours. To reign over. Amen. There's a certain part of God's kingdom. Where you are planted. Where you work. Wherever you are. That's your kingdom. You reign there. And you must begin to think as a king. And you minister to the people also spiritual things as a priest to the Lord. Now how do we reign as kings? First thing, through God's strength. 
And if you read in Psalm 21, I'm going to stay in Psalm 21 a little bit, and then we will move on uh, to what God does during the days of famine. In Psalm 21, verse 1, the word of God says, The king, that's you, David, the king shall have joy in your strength, O Lord. And in your salvation, how greatly shall he rejoice. So your strength as a king comes from God. Everything that you will accomplish as a king the God has made you is got to come from God. And your joy is in that strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So your joy is in the strength of God that is in your life to fulfill what God has assigned to you as a king on the earth. So we need his strength. It, it will not take your strength. You can do it yourself. Whatever you want to accomplish... In God, whatever God is placed in your heart to accomplish, the dreams that are in your heart, you cannot accomplish them on your own strength. So relax and rejoice in God's strength. Because God will come through. The king shall have joy. Not in his strength, but in God's strength. You will have joy. Why? Because of the things that God will be doing in your life as a king. Through his strength. And not your strength. Secondly, God will give you the desires of your heart. That's how you reign. That's why I said you must think as kings think. What are your heart's desire? What do you want God to accomplish in your life? Are there things that you can accomplish on your own? In the same Psalm 21, verse 2 and 3, it says, You have given him his heart's desire, and have not withheld, that's the king now, you have given him his heart's desire, and have not withheld the request of his lips. Think about it. You think about it. God gives the desires of your heart. This is what the Bible says. The desires of a righteous man shall be granted. And you can't be a king in God's kingdom unless God has made you righteous. So if you don't have any desire, God has nothing to give. The desires of a righteous man shall be granted. So the word of God here says, you have given him his heart's desire. Not God's heart's desire, your desire. God wants to give you your heart's desire. But you must first realize that you are in good relationship with him. You are because you are his child. He's made you a king. So he's got to fulfill that. He, he says he will not withhold the request of your lips. So it's what you desire in your heart, the things that you're thinking on, what you want God to do, and your prayer, God will not, and then the word says, he won't withhold that from you, and he says, I want you to think about this, seller. Think about this. Think deeply about it, that God is not going to hold anything back from you that you desire. Now, what discourages us the most is when we don't see it happening overnight, we let go. 
We let it go. And we begin to say, well, maybe it's not God's will. Well, if God says in his word, he will give you the desires of your heart. That's what the word says. That's his will, isn't it? You didn't beg him to say that. He said it because that's his will. It's your heart's desire that God's going to give to you. The time and the season belong to him. But you have to stay with his word. Think about it. He says in verse 3 there, You meet him with blessings of goodness. The reason why God, it says for, that word in my opinion means because... God will give you the desires of your heart and what you ask from him, he'll give to you because every time you meet with God, he meets with you with blessings of goodness. Every time. Every time. We read scriptures quickly and we move on. So I know I can have confidence. Every time I have a time of prayer with the Lord and I'm meeting with him to ask Express my heart's desires. He meets with me with blessings every time. And these blessings of goodness, of goodness every time. Because I am his king on the earth. I am his king on the earth. So I don't have to think, think small. I have to think way beyond what I can handle. I have to think way beyond the problem that I'm confronting. Confronting God, somehow he will make a way through that wilderness for me. I am his. He's going to help me out somewhere. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I'm a king. He made me one. And I have to think like a king on the earth. I tell you what, if you think you can accomplish much in life, you stay that way. And he will know your desire. He keep you there. That's what you want. But if you believe God can use you and he's going to use you, not just in spiritual things, in every way. Everyone is not called to be a preacher. Some of you are called to be businessmen. You want to be a king in that, in that business. If you're a musician, you want to be a king. You're not going to stop. And then what the devil wants to do is show you the great ones and say, well, you are one of the little ones. And you don't have what it takes. So you accept that and God honors it. But God says in Isaiah 54, think outside the box. Extend the cords of your curtain. Expand. That's the way we have to think. Don't listen to what people have to say. Thinking God. I tell you what, if you really spend a lot of time with God just thinking, your thoughts will be crazy uh, if you want to speak to people about what you're thinking. Because God doesn't think small. Look at the universe. He doesn't think small. And if you have a seed in Him and you're thinking small, something is not right. If all you want to do is to have a living, be able to pay your rent or pay your mortgage, maybe buy a car and that's all you want to accomplish in life, you're not really thinking. God will give the Ark Fellowship great assignments. I keep saying it because when I say it, the, the word, life and death are in the power of the tongue. 
But when I say it, I establish something. When you speak a word, those sound waves go, they never come back to you. They keep going. Like wave. So I got to believe and speak the things I'm believing. Because God wants to establish us. I don't believe it's God's will for his children to be in want. I really believe that with all of my heart. Troubles will come, yes. But there are usually opportunities for us. All things work together for good. That trouble is an opportunity for my future. For what's going to happen to my kids in the future. What's going to happen to my finances in the future. No matter what the devil does. Uh, the Bible tells us if the prince, uh, the prince of this world, that's the enemy, the princes of this world, if they had known, they wouldn't have crucified the prince of life. They thought they were killing him and that was going to be the end. God turned the tables on them and destroyed their kingdom. So when bad things are happening to you, that's not the time to be miserable and complain and be anxious. Jesus has already told us clearly don't be anxious. Take no thought. Period. Period. Yeah, we're humans. Oh, you go through it. The temptation will come to you to be anxious. But don't take it. Find a place where you can yell what you believe. Amen? Find a place. Come to the sanctuary and yell <laughs> what you believe. And those feelings will go away. And then you can trust God. God will give you the desires of your heart. He, he says, think about it. Think about it. The things that you ask him to do, he will not withhold it from you. God says, think about it. Let it sink deep inside of you. Because every time God meets with you, he comes with goodness. He is pleased to have you in his presence. And he wants you loaded when you leave his presence. We must think like kings. Not only that, but he gives long life, length of days. He gives you life and length of days. Look at what it says in Psalm 21 verse 4. He asked life from you, that's God, and you gave it to him. Have you ever asked God for that? Have you ever asked God for that? F for life? You know what, what that means? Life, every area of life. If you don't ask, you will never receive. That means you never thought about it. You gave it no thought. It wasn't a desire in your heart. He says the king asked life from God and God gave it. And length of days forever and ever. So I can be sure... <laughs> I told my kids, I'm not ready to go yet. I'm going to be around. No accident that will take my life. Because God has given me length of days. If an accident comes, it costs my life short, right? But when God is giving me length of days, I can't die in an accident. Not yet. No way it's going to happen. 
There's no plane crash for me. There's no drowning. It's not just going to happen. But the word of God says, be it unto you according to your faith. And as you reason in your heart, that's come, that your faith will be born out of what you know and what you believe. That's what you'll be speaking. I'm not saying these things, you know, that, okay, let me boast about how much I believe God. No, I'm trying to protect myself. <laughs> Amen? Because the word of God will protect me. It's the same word that is holding the universe together. Think about it. God spoke the world as it is now. And the word of God, according to Hebrews chapter 1, is the same word that is holding everything together. That same word of God can hold my body together. And can let me know when this plane is not a good plane to fly in. Or make me, uh, cause me to be late in getting to the airport. So I won't be in that horrible plane. But if I get in it, he's coming down. Amen? I don't have to worry about it. As you walk into the plane, you just lay your hands on the plane, okay? You're going, you're going up and you're coming down. I commend you in Jesus' name. So I got length of days. But it's one thing to have length of days. And like I told my children, if, I, if, if he gets to the place where they have to be around me all the time to help me, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go home. Amen? That's not length of days. You know what I mean? It's no length of days. I want to be strong. And you have a desire like a king. And your heart's desire is what God is going to give to you. And if the enemy comes in, God can reverse it. But you know, we speak the word so that you and I can prepare ourselves before we get there. We prepare ourselves. God can still strengthen me. No matter what happens, God can still give me strength to keep going. Now, one of the things that really bothered me as, as, a, as, a, as a Christian is uh, when you read the Word and see what's happening in the world and sometimes what's happening to us believers, including me, you start wondering, you know, if, this, if what God is saying is true, why is it? How many have felt that way? You know, if, if, if what you are saying, reading from the Word is true, why is it? Well, I finally, I, I couldn't figure that out. It's hard. So, what I've decided is this. Deuteronomy 29, verse 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God. The things that are revealed belong to us. And our children forever. I can't explain everything. But I will stay with what is written. When God gives me understanding. I'll stay with it. Let what is written make or break me. I don't care. I will stay with what is written here. I don't have to explain anything. I move very quickly. Past situation that I can't explain. I'm gone. God you're going to teach me something from me. You teach me and I'm gone. I'm going with the word. I tell you this, if you honor God's word above everything that you see in the natural, God will honor you. I really believe he will. 
You just stay with what God says. Even if you don't see it in your own uh, life, just stay with what God says in his word. He asked life from you and you gave it to him, length of days forever and ever. His glory is great in your salvation, honor and majesty you have placed on him. For you have made him most blessed forever. You have made him exceedingly glad with your presence. So God's presence in your life is always there. Why? Was the reason? Psalm 21 verse 7. For or because the king trusts in the Lord. That's all. The king trusts in the Lord. You trust in God. You're king. You're trusting in God. And through the mercy of the Most High, he shall not be moved. That doesn't mean Satan is not going to come to cause trouble for you. I've gone through tough times. I know what it is to be through trouble. But I believe God more than I believe my tough times. I believe the scriptures more than I believe my tough times. And I've had tough situations come. But God can always turn that situation for something good. You never understand it when you're going through it. It's usually later as you look back. Then you begin to see the fingerprints of God. As you look back. How God has done things. It's always beautiful. I'm looking back to 2000. Angel and I talking together. Looking back to our life 2000. When I went into ministry. Most of it didn't make any sense. But today, as we look back, they make sense. Now, I'm still dealing with situations right now that don't make sense. You understand what I'm saying? But we will understand later. We will understand later. So what must the righteous do? What must the king do? Psalm 37, verse 7 and 8. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him i put the whole verse there but i'm only wanting to take the first part rest in the lord and wait patiently for him just rest rest he says do not fret just rest if you go to the next verse verse 8 the last part says do not fret it only causes harm don't worry If you do, it will hurt you. That's what God is saying. Trust, just rest in the Lord. Basically, he's made you a king. You don't understand the circumstance. You can't explain anything. Just rest. God knows what he's doing. That's my rest. I know there is a God. I don't have to worry. He'll take care of me. It is well. It is well with my soul. It is well. So I just rest in God because I trust in Him. Why God will meet you with blessings of goodness is because you trust in Him. If you trust in God, you're resting. If you don't trust in God, you will fret. If you are anxious and you are truly worried about whatever is happening in your life for the future, you, believe me, you are not trusting God. God is not in your thinking. If what, if what comes out of your mouth 
reflects God. You're talking about, then I know you're thinking about God. But if you're talking about the problem all the time, I know what's in your heart. God is not there. The problem is. But the word of God says, rest in the Lord, even though you don't understand. Wait patiently. Why is God telling you to wait? There is a time involved. With God, there's always time involved. And that's the time where you were tried to see whether we will quit and give up and begin to speak negative things. Why is God, if, if God, uh, so if you said God, so uh, why is God not doing it? Why did God allow? Have you heard that? Why did God allow? You must never say things like that. It's okay to think it. And I think it. I ask in my head. But I won't say it to anybody. We're human. You think it. But I don't want to talk about that. If you have those kind of those type of thoughts and you don't say it, it's like being pregnant and you never give birth. That would be trouble. But if you don't speak it, if it's there, it's the seed, it's gone. It will abort. Life is not going to come out of that. That's what I'm talking about. But once you speak it, you've given birth. You got to deal with the baby. You got to deal with the baby. It's alive. The thing is not to talk about those things and just deal with it in your heart between you and the Lord. And uh, if you will write us, if you will say anything, then say something positive. Confess what God has said in his word. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And what you say will affect your life. God will establish you with time. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Patiently believing that God is going to come through. That's what to do. And God will establish you even though you may be going through a difficult time. God will establish you even during the time of famine. Now, verse, uh, Psalm 37 verse 19 says this, They shall not be ashamed in evil time. So evil time will come, but they shall not be ashamed. And in the days of famine, they will be, or they shall be satisfied. Now, this is curious because God is saying in the days of famine, specifically, God will satisfy you. I believe that in the days of famine, when things are difficult all over, that's when God will establish you if you're trusting in him. And he's shown us that in the scriptures. We'll go through them quickly. In the life of Abraham, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 10, it says, Now there was a famine in the land, and Abraham went down to Egypt to dwell there. So there was famine in the land all over the place, and Abraham left. Egypt was a good place to go. He'll survive. It's always Egypt, going to Egypt during times of famine. But he went to Egypt. It says, for the famine was severe in the land. That was towards the end of 
um, chapter 12. You can read the whole story. He went, met with Pharaoh and his wife and everything that happened. All of that took place during the time of famine. Now, when Abraham came out of Egypt, we are not told the famine had come to an end. The Bible doesn't tell us that. The situation things happened, and he had to leave Egypt. But if you read in uh, chapter 13, verse 1 and 2, it says, And Abraham went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him to the south. Verse 2, Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. When he came out of Egypt, God had established him. Pharaoh gave him stuff and all of that, and he came out very rich. He was rich. And God did that during the time of famine. That was Abraham. That's one. one. Isaac. In Genesis 26, verse 1 through 3, he said there was famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, that's talking about the famine that happened. This was as severe as that one that brought Abraham riches when it was over. Now we have another kind of, another famine that was just like the one Abraham experienced. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. He was going to go down to Egypt to help himself. But God said, I don't want you to go going down uh, to Egypt. I want you to stay right here. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land where there was famine. I don't want you to go to Egypt where you get some help. I want you to stay right here where you have famine. Dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. Now, the same chapter, verse 12, it says, Then Isaac sowed in that land, during the period of famine, sowed in that land, and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began... At the end of that period, he began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. So God has a way of using tough times to establish his children. He did that with Abraham. We talk Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? We always say the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When he did it with Abraham, established him, gave him much wealth, established him during the time of famine, and did the same thing with Isaac. And then the question is, what about Jacob? Did God do the same thing with Jacob? Well, when Jacob became an old man, had sons, remember this story, God has sent Joseph down to Egypt. Then there was a serious famine again. And they were having a hard time. But God had prepared him. I believe God really established Jacob in his old age. He didn't have to suffer. Went to the land. He had everything available to him. 
had the best of land with his children. Possibly have servants to take care of him. And his son was the prime minister. All happening during the period of famine. God has a way of establishing his people. When, when you see, you have to look for principles in the scriptures. Just reading the scriptures is one thing. But revelation comes to you when you begin to discover principles that God works with in the Bible. The tongue is one principle. <laughs> what you do with your tongue. This is another principle. And I believe it. Hopefully you believe it. So when things are difficult, that's my time to get better. When they are having a hard time in the country and everyone is going to hurt, I think Christians should start preparing themselves to do very well. Yes. Based on the scripture, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You are a king. Amen? So you prepare yourself and you believe God. And tell God when the time comes, as they are talking about how terrible the economy is and how people are losing their jobs and they are threatening to, to sack you <laughs> or get, you, get rid of you and begin to ask God, you got, do you have something better for me? What do you have in store? This is the time for my prosperity. And the scripture I just read to you, God said in um, Psalm 37 verse 19, they shall not be ashamed in the evil time. When things are difficult, you won't suffer shame. And in the days of famine, God knows that there will be a hard time. And we're having that in the United States today. We're still not out of it. They shall be satisfied. God will satisfy you during those times. None of us has arrived we are still learning, and I'm learning. But as I learn, I'm trying to look for principles in God's Word to live by. Because this will not be the end. It comes in circle. After a while, we'll be finding ourselves back there again. We'll come out of it, we'll go back. But I believe that believers must recognize the times and the season. And know that when things of this nature is happening... This is a time of opportunity. And begin to ask God, what do you want to do for us during this time? Everybody may be going down, but you are not everybody. You are a child of God. You are a king in the kingdom of God. You have your own domain. No one can fire you. Um, unless you want to be fired because you got something good coming to you that God has prepared. So it will be time to launch out. Because you know God, God has prepared something for you. Amen? Amen? Stand up with me tonight. Please don't forget Sunday. Amen. Andy, please talk to your prayer partners. And um, I really believe that God will be healing people before time of uh, uh, prayer at the altar. I really believe that God will do that. We like that better. Amen. 
if you are having a, a challenge in your life tonight and it's been hard why don't you meet with God tonight with the knowledge in your heart that God meets with you with blessings of goodness tonight release your faith tonight even though it's been difficult tell God you want to get into his rest you want to enter into his rest and it's going to be better from tonight amen abundance coming your way tonight amen let's lift our hands to, to the Lord tonight and just thank him stop talking about lack stop talking about want rather say the Lord is I shall not want you don't know how he's going to do it you don't know how he's going to bring the money to pay that bill you don't know how he's going to help you in your situation change that situation around but he is God and you are his and he's made you a king and a priest on the earth and no one can touch you and if they do if he allowed it then God has a purpose and it's a higher purpose than you know so dream 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 yourself out of the weakness dream yourself out of the pain see yourself in the light of God's word every one of us we are all in this together but God is greater and the word of God can hold us remind yourself that there is a God if God is I am okay he'll take care of me amen father we thank you tonight in the name of Jesus Holy Spirit we thank you Lord we cannot be stopped because you are with us your word says if God be for us who can be against us you said all things are yours according to the word of God I pray tonight for, for goodness, blessings of goodness from our God upon our lives tonight. In the name of Jesus, that we will be established, our families will be established, our children will be established, our businesses will be established. Everything that pertains to life will be established. Our spiritual lives will be established in the name of Jesus. Your word cannot return to you void. It will, it will always accomplish what you've sent it forth for. And we thank you for it. We rest in the Lord tonight. We rest based on your word. We, we, we refuse to worry. We refuse to be anxious. We give our anxiety to you. And we'll begin, we'll begin to move on with our God because you are faithful. Thank you, Father, for your love. We give you praise tonight. We see things changing right now in our lives. We can see it. By faith, we can see it changing for the good. We thank you for you are our strength. And we are receiving strength right now into our bodies, into our lives. In the name of Jesus, you are healing us right now. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, and we give you praise. You indeed are our hope.
We have no hope in anything else. No one else. You alone are our hope. And we are satisfied. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.